Amen. Come on, you can do better than that. Get a lot of hand clap for our youth. Deep down in my soul, praise his name. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and grace. Thank you for helping us from our history and resolving our hurts and giving us help as we look to the hills from whence cometh that help. God, we pray that you would speak to our hearts, that you would move by your spirit, convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, say amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Truly, God is an awesome, awesome, awesome God. I want to thank our youth leaders, our youth choir, our, our music director, and all, all that played a part in this service. Let's get a Lord a hand clap for them. Praise Jesus. This morning, my operative C is conflict. Conflict in our lives is God's conditioner to cleanse, counsel, and conform us to his image. I want to pick up the narrative found in one of the poetic books written by Solomon, the book of Job. J-O-B, Job is and was a patriarch between Esther and, I believe, Psalms. Job, the book of Job, the book of Job is a well-known narrative, and I want to look at verse 6 as my point of departure. Amen. Job chapter 1 and verse 8, I'm sorry, verse 8, verse 8. And the Lord said unto Satan, that means that the Lord and Satan has conversations. Hast thou considered my servant Job? That's all I need. Have you considered my servant Job? This word considered grammatically is translated in the Hebrew from a mental picture of a spy scoping out enemy territory and finding uh, weakness and vulnerability of the enemy. I want you to plaster that picture in your mind. When God says, Satan, have you scoped out? Have you probed? Have you investigated the weaknesses and vulnerabilities of my servant? I had a proposition this Wednesday at CORE. What is the one thing in you, not your husband, not your wife, not your children, not your pastor, the one thing in you that Satan can use to stop you? The proposition forces you to stop looking around and look in. What, what is the one thing that Satan, that Satan can get out of you, look into you to stop you from what you're trying to do. And we use Peter as a bi biographical sketch and 
with Peter was overconfidence. Peter had a knack of impulsively opening his mouth and volunteering for things nobody asked him to volunteer for. He was a know-it-all. He was opinionated. And Satan kept trapping him until he denied Christ and walked out bitterly crying never to do that again. Doesn't God know how to heal us? Amen. Conflict in life is both inevitable and to be expected. It rears its ugly head in our reasonings, our relationships, and our rejection of others. It is created by having your own particular view, which, amen, judges another's values and verbal criticisms of how two people are different. Hmm. That when we allow our differences to manifests itself in, amen, ungodly attitudes, it causes conflict. Now let me, let me, let me, let me slow up because in the world, I didn't care what you thought about me. I didn't care about your criticism. Take them, and you know what you can do with them? I, I didn't care. And no, that was me. That was me. That was me. I didn't, I didn't care about what you thought. Yeah. I lived for myself. Uh, I wasn't going into no great uh, turmoil because you didn't agree with me. That wouldn't happen. Um, but we have an obligation not to be conflictual. And, 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 and so when we start thinking about conflict, it can hurt, it can hinder, it can humiliate. Uh, it can, you know, make someone else feel messed up, man. Because of the conflict in us, the anger, the agitation, the affliction. And it is not until, listen to pastor, we learn humility. Through humility comes harmony. That this thing of conflict is in every marriage, parents, children, co-workers, church folk. Criticism is not the first base. Criticism or this matter of conflict, excuse me, happens when something has been stewing a while and turns negative. We have, we have this conflict. And this conflict is a triad, meaning there's conflict, listen to this, there's conflict from the outside in. That's what James was talking about. He says, count it all joy. When, not if, when you fall into various trials... For the fire testing of your faith will work patience, perseverance. But don't, don't try to shortcut it. Let perseverance have her perfect work that you may be holistic, entire, lacking nothing. Are y'all getting this? So, so there, 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 can be, there can be conflict from the outside in. There can be conflict from the inside out. Amen. And, and uh, we, conflict can begin in us and just seep out to others. Can I get a witness? Hurting people hurt people. That's, that's, that's all I got to say. Why every time you go somewhere, you create hell? Why, why every time when you get involved, there's confusion? Why every time you give your opinions, there is a division? 
So, 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 so this triad is conflict can be outside in, inside out. Peter put it this way. He said, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though something strange happened to you, but rejoice. Why? Because God's got a design for all conflict. Are y'all you, are you, are getting me? Hey, through, through, through the conflict that God allows in your life, it will enlighten you, it will, listen, it will be an examination to you, it will examine you, amen, it will, it will, it will help to, it will help to educate you, it will edify you, and it will exalt the master. If, if you allow what God allows in your life to work. Hmm. This, um. This book of Job is what I call an oldie but a goodie. And it is a narrative which begins with, very simplistic narrative, uh, uh, the dilemma of a man, chapters 1 and 2. Then, amen, uh, uh, it moves from the dilemma to the debate over the man, chapters 3 all the way up to 37, where four friends. Say they got the answer while Job's going through all of this. One, one, one was a traditionalist. The other was from experience. The third one was from God's justice. And the fourth one was just giving his everyday opinion. All of them was wrong. Job, Job had to uh, work. So, so there was a dilemma, chapters 1 and 2. There was a debate, chapters 3 to 37. And finally, it was deliverance, chapter 38 to 42. God shows up and God has this sit-down with Job. Job. Job is a patriarch. In other words, he's a contemporary of Abraham. Um, he's pre-law, somewhere in the book of Genesis. We know that because he was the priest for his family. He prayed, saying they may have sinned. His livestock was the measuring rod of his riches, not gold, not silver. And, and, and when you look at Job, uh, what blows my mind, his name in some circles means hatred. Satan hated him, but God loved him. What is it that Satan hates about you? Or does Satan love you? to understand don't turn Isaiah 55 8 and 9 when God told Isaiah the prophet listen to this to tell Israel for my thoughts are not your thoughts that, that, that is my purposes and my processes and, and, and all the things that I my preparations my thoughts are not your thoughts and look how God reverses it nor are your ways my ways. Are y'all getting this? For as the heavens are far above the earth, so are my ways far above yours. The heavens are unseeable, unreachable, unknowable. Very, very interesting that this book answers the age-old question, why do the righteous suffer? Why does bad, why, why do bad things happen to good people? Job, 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 the book of Job helps us to understand. And, 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 and if you're like me in this respect, I, I have questioned God. Lord, I know I was saved by grace. Love I don't deserve. Lord. I know I messed up. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Lord, but God, at least I'm trying. Damn folk ain't even trying to do right. And it looks like they keep getting blessed. Can I get a witness? Uh, 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 and, and we got to run to the Bible in Psalm 37. Fret not thy 
thyself uh, because of evildoers, neither be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass. And whether, as the green earth, some, some old preacher said, God puts a faulty floor before the wicked so that they have confidence walking, not knowing they're going under. Do I have a witness? Yeah, 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 yeah. David, David said, I almost lost it until I went into the house of the Lord. Can I get a witness? And, and in the house, I learned something about God. Don't fool yourself. Wicked men, wicked women, wicked children going to fall. The law of the harvest has been dispensed by God. Do I have a witness? Hang in there with me, hang in there with me, hang in there with me. And, 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 and J.B. Phillips, a great translator of truth. Look, look what J.B. Uh, Phillips said. If God is small enough for me to figure out, he wouldn't be big enough for me to worship. If, if I could figure out God, I don't need to worship God because I'm limited, I'm finite, he's infinite. Do I have a witness up in the house? If I can draw God on a piece of paper, if I, if I know everything he's getting ready to do, everything he's done, everything he, he will do futuristically, then I don't need to fall out and worship his name. Mm. Yes, uh, this book reinforces Deuteronomy 29, 29, the hidden things belong to the Lord. Aren't there some hidden things even in our lives? Stuff has passed through our lives we had no idea they were going to pass through. We had pain. We had tragedy. We had things happen in our lives we, we weren't ready for. We didn't know they were going to happen. Do I have a witness? God knew. Can I have a witness? And, and not only did he know, but he had a purpose, a, a perfect purpose, amen, for them to work something else out. And do I have a witness? Thank you, Jesus. That, that is, that is, that is that this book of Job is around a place called us, probably near Midian, where Moses spent 40 years. And, 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 and this, this book, he was, again, a contemporary of Abraham. Abraham lived to be 175. Somebody said Job lived to be 200. He's a perfect man, not, not sinless, but spiritually mature, upright like a straight arrow, good, righteous, rich, responsible man. And, and it's this conflict, this conflict, this conflict that we will examine this morning that all of us have in our lives. That's why you got to be careful. I wish I, I wish I had your hand. You, you better be careful what you're asking for. Do I have a witness? I keep telling you, every time God gives privilege, he sends pain to balance the privilege. Do I have a witness? You sit up there looking at somebody, look like they got it all together, look like they got it all made. You don't know what's going on. The grass is always green on the other side until you get there. Then the grass is brown, hey, amen, with a green light bulb, and the green light bulb just burned out. It's fine for you to compliment my lovely wife. She's a beautiful, godly woman. That's fine. Don't, don't go too far. I live with her. For 30 years. You, you, in other words, you ain't going to write no script at my expense. And I can't write no script at your expense. Don't, don't, don't get quiet up in here now. Because some of y'all that fly around the church look like Holy Mary and all that. You a trip. Can I get a witness? You a trip. You a trip. You a big trip. Can I get a witness? Hey, hey, hey man, I'm glad I don't live with you. Can I get a witness? Can I get it? Because every once in a while, hell seeps out in church. I, I, I don't have to. Somebody know what I'm talking about. This thing is deep. Just be a little modest and say, you know, praise the Lord. Uh, you. (laughs) 
my son is 27 this month. He says, I'm grown, Daddy. I graduate college four years. I'm grown. I said, what word is inside of grown? I said, own. You don't own nothing, so you just kill that. Kill that. You don't own nothing, man. When you, listen, when you own something, then you can become grown. Y'all like that? Yeah. I love him to death, but look, man. I left home at 17. Too many rules. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But check it out. Check it out. That when we begin to look at this matter of conflict, we all have conflict. And conflict is a continual thing. We will always come in contact with conflict. Do I have a witness? Now, I talked about the conflict that came from outside in, inside out, but there's one more, turmoil, inside in. That's dysfunction. Some people are full of hell because they've been full of hell. They're going to die full of hell. If they say they're going to heaven, and then the hell would drop off. Are y'all getting this? What's the almond joy? Sometimes I feel like a nut. Sometimes I don't. Uh, so, 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 so my point to you is, praise the name of Jesus. I remember them counseling sessions. I, 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 Dr. Bruce Benton and Leroy had great counselors up here, great counseling ministry. When I did the counseling, I would sit a couple down and ask pointed questions. Number one, are you both saved? Yes. I said, okay, why do you want to get married? We love each other. What does that mean? Every time they gave me an answer, we start a whole nother conversation. What is love? Well, I, I just love being with them. Well, that'll change. But uh, let me, 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 let me get all this together. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Every, every time you give me an answer, I'm going, I'm going to keep stretching the conversation. Until I'm going to stretch it so much, Bruce, that they're going to look at each other and say, why are we getting married? <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. It's all right. And you know, opposites attract. Don't they? You ain't nothing like you're made. Opposites attract. And after they attract, then they attack. Now, here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, one of the things, we took a five-week uh, detour into relationships. We started out with comprehension. That was our operative C, comprehension. We took the law of Exodus 20, the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, and we said that the purpose for the vertical relationship between us and God, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, and, and, and you can only love God like that when you are intimate, and we said intimacy is disclosure, uh, knowing and being known. Not you knowing the other person, but they don't know nothing about you. Knowing and being known, total nakedness, no, no fig leaves on, you're not hiding, no guilt, and it takes some doing to get to that point. Can I get a witness? And intimacy is not loving, blowing, and kissing. Intimacy is being known without fear and knowing, amen, without you attacking the person. And, 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 and so we, do, we, we dealt with the purpose, the then, then came the second commandments, horizontal, the principles, amen, and then the participation of both. And, and God had already said up front, and the two shall, be, shall become, process, one. You don't get the oneness because you eat the same food. Do I have a witness? So, child of God, we dealt with comprehension, and last week we were on commitment. Curse word. Commitment first is to God. And it deals with, we were in Philippians chapter 2, uh-huh, where Paul says, work out. It's a work ethic. Your soul salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who's working in you. So as God puts truth in me, as God puts transformation in me, as God puts the word in me, I'm then working out the bugs of my life, the bugs of my relationship, the bugs with my children, the bugs with my coworkers, the bugs with other church members, I'm working that stuff out. 
And the reason we're not committed is because we don't have a work ethic. Yeah. Mm. If I'm committed to you, I already know I'm married to a sinner. You got baggage. I got baggage. There are going to be things in our lives that's going to force us to pray. Do I have a witness? We're not going to see everything eye to eye. And we got to put all the historical stuff on the table. Can I get a witness? Because you don't need to pay the price because of my mother, and I don't need to pay the price because of your father. This one's tight. Do I have a witness? I don't need to carry extra baggage because you misplace your baggage. I'm preaching up in this place now. Can I get a witness? So, child of God, now we're on this thing called conflict. Mm. And this word, conflict, <laughs> conflictual, is seen in this metaphor. And if you look up on the screen, I have five to six reasons why we go into conflict. It causes disruptions, divisions, dismantling of relationships, reasoning, venoms, amen. And the first is disagreement. Now, let me stop pausing part. When disagreement becomes disagreeable, we got a conflict. Are y'all getting this? Well, I don't agree with you. Who cares? I, you're not going to agree with everything in your marriage. Somebody need to preach it. With your children. And, and, and you know, uh, the, the age I'm at right now, looking back, I'm just laughing. Our parents didn't care about your feelings. That's this millennial stuff. They care about your feelings. They didn't care about your feelings. They, they really didn't care about your feelings. They had rules. Didn't they have rules, Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> and the rules had more power than a relationship. I had a friend say, you know, I... He said, Pastor Gordon, he said, you're my friend, but I, I struggle because my, my mother and father never said they loved me. I said, join the club. I said, if a plate was on the table, you was loved. It was it, Doc. You know what I mean? I, you know, I start kissing my kids every day and hugging them. I didn't, I didn't get all that. You know, I graduated from high school and college and most. Good job, son. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, do we agree with everything which we were written? No, no, we don't. Because then, in the 50s and 60s, children were seen, not heard. You ain't had no opinion. They had no opinion. What's for dinner tonight? Sit down. You ain't hungry. Because <laughs> you ain't had no opinion, Doc. In the name of Jesus. And the reason I keep bringing it up, because, you know, I really like some of that. I, I really like some of that. It's not good, but I like it. But anyway, disagreement is one. Why do we have to agree? We don't have to agree on everything. That's, that's my independent thinking versus your independent thinking. I don't have to agree with you on everything. But if I'm going to resolve conflict, I have to be, listen, humble and harmonious. So we may not agree, but we need to reconcile to move on. Are, are, are y'all getting this? The second is feeling devalued or disrespected that can bring conflict. What you call me? What you say? <laughs> ah, praise the Lord. And all of us have probably been called out of our names, haven't we? That's why when I got in the military and basic training, that man started cussing at me. I said, is that the best he can do? I, I'd have heard all this stuff, man. <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and if you feel disrespected, you got to bring it up and say, listen, I, I, I don't feel, but, but that can cause crisis and then dissatisfaction. You're watching too much TV. 
They put a married couple in the Bahamas on an island on the beach, and they're getting their body massage, and they smiling and sipping something. You think that's love. That ain't love. That may not even be his wife. In the name of Jesus. You, you got to... <laughs> It's getting tight up in here now, guys. You, 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 you got to understand. Or, or, or depression. And, and here's the worst, dysfunction. You can have the best person on the face of the earth, but because there's conflict in you, the turmoil won't even allow you to appreciate what you do have. It's a vicious circle. Hmm. Well, she's a nice woman, but the word conflict in the Greek comes from the word agon, agony, to strive, to agonize, to struggle, to fight, or, or, or an affliction that needs healing, harmonizing, and help. So in this matter of conflict, conflict, and you know, in the world, we stayed away from conflict. We, nah, I ain't fun with that. That's conflict. Capital C. I don't know. We, it's inevitable not to come in contact with conflict. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Praise the name of Jesus. It's going to happen. My God. I was in my car last week. I was driving. I put on my put put on my soul station from the '60s and '70s, and two songs came on. I was in a car. And I, you know, I, they brought back memories of a time I was happy. Are y'all getting this? I mean, real happy. I was on my way to hell, but I was real happy. Most of us was happy on our way to hell, weren't we? <laughs> and, the, and the first one was a reframe. It was 1970, 71. I was overseas. Rock study. We, we were in Germany during the Penguin. Rock study. And I... I, I could see me and my boys from New York, D.C., Baltimore. We up there, hey. And I was just driving, I said, <laughs> And then the second song was by Lynn Collins, You Better Think. You better think. And she said, if it's not in your vision, don't make no decision. I, I, was, I, I was having a ball. And then when I cut the car off and said, all right, come back to reality. Rock them, sock them. <laughs> Y'all, excuse me. What kind of past is that? Real. I'm real. So in this book, I want you to see this. My God. I hope Lynn Collins was saved. <laughs> but anyway, move right along. First, first, first we see a purpose or purposing for Job's conflict. Look at chapter 1, 1 to 5. There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, hatred. And that man was perfect and upright, spiritually mature, one that feared God and stayed away from evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance was all livestock, verse 3, verse 4. And as his sons and daughters feasted, he would pray, priesthood. And so it was, as they were feasting, amen, he prayed. And then verse 6 says, now there was a day when the sons of God, angels, reported to God. Don't miss this. Sons of God in the Old Testament is angels. Sons of God in New Testament are saints. Do I have a witness? The angels reported to God to give accountability. 
and Satan came also among them. Oh, he didn't just leisurely walk into heaven. He was ordered. And, and, and God said to Satan, where are you going? Look what Satan's answer is. I am going to and fro in the earth. I'm walking the earth. I'm walking up and down in it. Now, isn't it the same thing that Peter said in 5.8? That's right. Didn't, didn't Peter say, for, amen, the devil like a roaring lion is prancing back and forth to see who he may devour. Satan wants to find out if God would dare consider you. Would God put up your name as a reference point of somebody that's committed to him. Don't answer. And, 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 and this, this great purpose is, it starts to answer the whys because evaluation is taking place. When God lets Satan come into your life, God's evaluating what you're doing. He's not doing it for him. He already knows. He's doing it so you can know just how strong you are. I do I have a witness and child of God I, I can tell you there's some things in 30 years of pastoring there's some things in 35 38 years of say, being saved that God sent into my life I didn't pass I failed do I have a witness up in the house there's some other things he sent and I barely passed there there's some things he sent and I, I, I passed a long way and God said good job but it didn't stop the fact that something else was getting ready to come it's like a stepping stone when you pass this you go to the next grade when you pass this you go to the next test and when you pass this you go to the next trial and tribulation do I have a witness don't get caught up in yourself. You're not where God wants you to be this morning. That's why the, uh, the, uh, that's why the song and when I come forth, God's got a program to progressively grow you in Christ. Mm. Evaluation. 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 See, that, that, that's what all them stories were in the New Testament about Jesus and his disciples. Evaluation. When you read them, you'll see a tinge of evaluation. Lord, your best friend Lazarus is dying. He needs you right now. Jesus goes the other way. Disciples look at Jesus like something's wrong with him. You stayed at his house. He's your bosom buzzy. How can you dare turn your back on him? Jesus going the other way. Then another messenger comes and says, don't trouble the master. He's dead. And Jesus looks at his disciples and says, uh, he's not dead. But I'm glad for your sakes that I was not dead to the intent that you may believe. Uh, some, sometimes you got to suffer so somebody else can believe. Uh, sometimes you got to go through so your children can believe. Sometimes you got to go through so your mate can believe. Sometimes you got to go through so your co-workers can believe. Can I get they're, they're watching you with a microscope. My mother, my father, my two brothers want to be with the Lord. Do I miss her? A absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Well, do you go to the graveyard once a week? No way. I'm gone, but not no once a week, not once a month, not once a... No, I, I don't need to go there. Why? Because to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. I'm not going to sit over a grave with a bunch of flowers and cry. I know where they are. Can I get a witness? The time of my departure has come. My faith stops me from fizzling out. Do I have a witness up in this house? You ought to go to the graveyard. You ought to put flowers on the grave. You ought to remember uh, what they meant to you. But don't get strung out on that stuff. 
They not in there. Do I have a witness up in this house? They are not in there. The moment they died, they were zipped up to glory. They saw Jesus before their body was embalmed. Thank you. Hallelujah. Uh, when we get into this conflict, there's no understanding. There's no conscientiousness. There's no, amen, appointed care. We, we, we got to understand that conflict is inevitable. It's inevitable. Yeah, that pastor down there, William, do you really think? I care what folks say. Listen to me. Check out the proof is in the pudding. Yes, Lord. Check out the product. Yes, Can I get? I don't need you patting me on my back every day. I don't need. I mean, everybody like to be congratulated. I don't need that to, to function. Do I have a witness? Because every time I do what He tells me to do, God makes a way out of nowhere. Won't He do it, saints? Won't He fight your battles? Won't He persuade others that He's in the camp? Can I get a witness? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Purpose is to evaluate us. Secondly, the pattern eh, is to equip us. Verses 6 to 12, and I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. Then Satan, verse 9, asked God a critical question. Now put your name there. Does Raymond Gordon fear you for nothing? Is he trying to do the right thing for nothing? Hmm. Here's what, here's what Satan said to God. I dare you. I double dare you. Move that hedge from around him, from around her. Just move the hedge and I'll make him curse you to your face. That, that means more heat's going to come in now. If God agrees to this, more heat, say more heat. More heat is coming in now. Can I get a witness? And child, child of God. See, the problem with us is that we have been taught to look at trials as a bad thing. Paul fixed that thing. Paul said, no, your trials is a transformative thing. Can I get a witness? You got to see goodness in your trials. You, you got to see growth in your trials. You, you got to see glory in your trials. You, you got to see guidance in your trials. That every time you go through, you are getting stronger. When people lift weights, they lift weights and the lifting of the weights can even tear their muscles because it's a resistance to their muscles. But all the while they're getting stronger. When God puts a resistance in your life, you're getting stronger. Can I get a witness? You can say, I've been here before. And you know what? I'm coming out of this. Faith starts flourishing. You don't get fearful and you don't, you don't, you don't feel left behind. You, you just keep looking at stuff and say, you know what? The, the Lord is. And then, then if you're crazy, you start quoting promises. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. The Lord is my light. The Lord, the Lord is my high tower. The, the Lord is my refuge and my strength of every present. Now notice, I'm not talking about your job your money, your children, your mate, you're looking up to him. And when praises go up, blessings come down. Only crazy people to the world will praise a God for pain. The world, that ain't in the world's way of thinking. When you going through something, I dare you to start a praise session. I dare you to start saying, thank you, Jesus. I don't understand what's going on, but thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the mountains. Thank you for the valleys. Thank you for the storms you've took me through. 
do I have a will? Problem. Now, now, when you start praising him and bringing in the promises, I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good, and he that had begun a good work in you will keep on doing. Now unto him who's able, I dare you to keep praising him because the more you praise Jesus, the faster Jesus is coming. Can I get a witness? Hush, hush, somebody's calling my name. Hush, hush, somebody's. Calling, you gotta call on him. Don't you have to call on him? You gotta call on him because he's able. When Paul and Silas got locked up for delivering a girl from divination, they put him in prison. In the lower stocks where rats were running around, it was wet and cold. And Paul said, let's start a prayer meeting up in here. Did he say that? And the Bible says in Acts, they were singing to themselves. You got to sing to yourselves. In hymns and spiritual hymns. He didn't say start cussing and fussing and becoming a victim feeling sorry for yourself. But you got to start singing his praises. Can I get a witness? Well, preacher, how long did they sing? They sang at 6 o'clock, but nothing happened. They sang at 7 and 8 o'clock, but nothing happened. They kept on singing at 10 and 11 o'clock, but nothing happened. But at midnight, God stepped in. Can I get a witness? He may not come when you want him, but oh, he's right on time. You got to keep on praying through your pain. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. God was evaluating him. I'm coming in. God was equipping him. I do have a witness. And then third, we see a pain in Job's conflict because God was educating him. Do I have a witness? It's an education. When God takes us through our suffering, our pain of conflict, can I get a witness? We'll turn on the power source from glory. Can I get a witness? And, and in Job chapter 10, verse 1, I, please turn it, 10-1, he talks about, I loathed my life. The conflict made him complain. I, I see my bitterness. I'm ready to die, chapter 14, one. My life is full of trouble. Chapter 17, one, my spirit is broken. Won't pain paralyze you? Can I get a witness? But child of God, God says, boy, I'm educating you. I, I'm educating you because there's something out of this pain that's gonna benefit you down the line. Can I get a witness? There's something through this pain that's gonna help you to stand strong. Do I have a witness? There's something in this pain, yeah, that would help you to be steadfast, unmovable. Can I get a witness? And finally, saints, we gotta come in for a landing, but we see the perplexity from Job's conflict, his dysfunction, but God gave him a wealth in his wounds. Now let me stop Paul's apart. If you're married and you have conflict, you got to humble yourself. You can't have your way all the time. Some of y'all just as spoiled as the day is long. By way or the highway. I, I, no, 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 
God going to deal with your backside. If you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, James, can I get a witness? Humility leads to harmony. You can't become harmonious till you humble. Are y'all getting this? I, I don't have to agree with you to be harmonious. And you need to pick your fights. You want to fight about everything. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so, child of God, when you, when you begin to look at this dysfunction, this dysfunction, this dysfunction, amen, uh, <laughs> we, we see in chapter 38, one to two, after his four friends took him through these cycles of accusation and being a victim, God comes into the scene. Look what God says. Who is this with dark counsel that would dare judge me? Where were you when I put the mountains in place? Where, where were you when I told the sea it only could come so far and go back? Where, where, where were you when all the rivers flow into the sea and it never overflows? Where, where were you when the sun and the moon take shifts and they're never late? And, and the stars come out by name and twinkle. Where? But where were you? There, there is an interrogation because of a darkened council. But here's what I learned. In the 30 years of pastoring, I've preached Job at least 15 times. Never seen this until this study. Here in Job 38, Lord have mercy. He has, God has a different name than he had in Job 1 through 37. In 1 through 37, he was El Shaddai, the, 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 the God of creation and sustaining. He was the big-breasted one. That, that means that Job had an idea of God. Ah. It was an accurate idea of God, but Job had no personal relationship with God. But in chapter 38, he's not El Shaddai, he's Yahweh, the covenantal God. I do I have a witness. And, 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 and child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God, when you look at his dysfunction and the association of God in his wounds and his, 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 his lack of wisdom, it turns into worship. And, and in 42, 1 to 4, he said, I had heard. Here it is. This is why we go through so much hell. This is why we go through so much conflict. God is teaching you something new about him. Job said, I had heard of him by the hearing of my ear. In other words, God's concept was passed down from, from ear to ear and mouth to mouth. But now, Lord have mercy, because of all this pain in hell, I've seen him. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen him by faith. I've seen him, and don't miss this, and now that I've seen him, I abhor myself in sackcloth and ashes. Pastor's coming in. All of you that said you've seen the Lord, I'm not talking about physically or you heard him audibly, but you say, I've seen the Lord, and you full of pride, you're lying. You ain't never seen him. Once you see Jesus, you abhor yourself. You realize you're nothing but a dirty sinner saved by grace. You can't run around here with pride. You can't run around here like you know it all. You can't run around here like you God's only mouthpiece. Do I have a witness? He said, I had heard of him, but now I've seen him. Thank you. Every time you go through something, God is giving you a glimpse of who he is. Because he carries you. Doesn't he carry you? And he counsels you. He comforts you. He helps you. He lifts you up. He turns you around. He places your feet on a solid ground. He puts a new song in your mouth. Even praise. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Conflict. 
Conflict. Conflict. Conflict. Every time I think I'm clear to conflict, more conflict comes. And here's what I learned. He wants you to pass the conflict over to him. He wants you to transfer your troubles. He wants you to praise his holy name in the midst of your problems. The conflict has a design to it. It's going to make you. It's going to break you. It's going to mold you. It's going to change you. The conflict that God allows in your life will bring you closer to him. Can I get a witness? And you'll have a testimony for life. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shores, but God. My whole life is but God. But God, who's rich in mercy. But God, who snatched me out of hell with smoke still in my garments. But God, who put me on a street called straight. But God, who put running in my feet and clapping in my hands, joy in my soul. But God, but God, but God, but God. And every time Satan comes to you, just say, but God, but God. But God, but God, anywhere there, anywhere there, anywhere there. Stay on your feet. Stay on your feet. As every head's bowed, be eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you want to be saved, you want Jesus to come into your life, save your soul, that your name may be written in the Lamb's Book of Life that you will be saved eternally, forever. Believing that he's God's only begotten son, he was, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again the third day with all power in their hands. Just raise your hand. I see your hands. Come on, come on, come on up here. Come on up here. Praise Jesus. Come on up here. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on up here. Turn around, turn around. Love you, man. Love you, man. Love you, man. Love you. Love you. Come on, come on. Come on up, come on. Praise Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right, man. Come on. Come on. Balcony downstairs. You want to be saved or join the church in your Christian experience? Come on up. Come on up. Praise Jesus. Come on up. Come on up. God uses 